What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, welcome back to our Craftsmanship Podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello, Devin. Hello, Devin. Hello, Dustin. All right, what do you got for us tonight? Breaking up is like knocking over a Coke machine. You can't just do it in one push. you got to rock it back and forth a few times, and then it goes over. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's oh, man. <laughs> I was trying to find a quote, and we were just we were quoting Seinfeld before, so let's just stick with that. <laughs> yeah, right. That is a great Seinfeld one. one. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, <laughs> that's beautiful. It's like a, a moment of clarity, right. and like oh. so they said, like, oh, "That's beautiful." <laughs> You're gonna get back together, Lane. <laughs> Do you think that um, friendships are kind of like that, or maybe? I think friendships are probably more like that Mm -hmm. because it's not a, like a dramatic end, Mm. you know, it's like, or it's like, maybe it's more of a fading. It's like, yeah, it's not even like it's pushing it over. It's just like, uh, you know, the, the snacks and the sort of the machine just go out of style Mm -hmm. (laughs) slowly. And then it's like, you know, the glass gets tinted and then the buttons are like brownish. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know if I want those snacks anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm all right. (laughs) <laughs> and then occasionally, you know, occasionally a snack pops up. Hey, look at that. There's that snack that I liked back in the day. Hey, snack. <laughs> hey, candy cakes. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was at the grocery store recently. I saw, like, the box, all the little Debbies, and it was, like, this tiny section. And mm. it had the nutty nutty bars or whatever. And it, I still haven't seen in a while the uh, peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter bars, I guess they are. Peanut. Those are pretty good. The round ones like with that. the round tops? 
Yeah, with the round oh, tops. Yeah, with the dude, people on the inside. I know. I, I haven't seen them. I don't know. They, they don't do them anymore. Oh, they exist. <laughs> I bought, See, there it I is. I bought this, some like four months ago. Did you really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, look, because that's like, you know, if I occasionally, it's Nicole, Nicole jokes that when I go to the grocery store, I'll like get a, I'll buy stuff, you know, and if she's there with me, yeah. she's like my, my verbal conscience. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I'm like, come on. It's buy one, get one free. It's a 20, <laughs> it's a 20 pack of honey buns. Like, you don't, well, you don't, why you need that? I don't know. Cause they taste delicious. Look good. <laughs> but yeah, so I was recently at the grocery store looking at them like this little section. I saw nutty bars, you know, which I, oh, is it nutty bar? Yeah. Nutty bars, which what? are good. Yeah. The wafers and the, and the peanut butter and the chocolate on the outside. Those yeah. are good, but nothing like a good peanut butter bar, man. Those are classic. Bar. I haven't had them in years. Woo. That was a mom oh. special. Oh yeah. She always had those. Remember? That's where I remember yeah. having the most Maybe. is those, those being around. I feel like I remember them being Derek's favorite. He was like peanut butter bars. Maybe, maybe, she, maybe like, she bought them for him. She probably bought them for us, you know, and then, yeah, then she yeah. just always had them around. Yeah, she was a sweet tooth, though. My mom liked, my mom liked her sweet tooth. Some yeah. her sweets. Her sweets. She's like, Dad, <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love, love a sweet. <laughs> love mm. a good sweet. Um, so. Wait, wait. Okay. Real quick. On the on the topic of intense relationships and, and All right. moving them back and forth, what do you think about a social media make your community a relationship is an interesting thing. It's this kind of intense, like love affair thing. And that it's, but how much depth does it have? Cause mm. there's a lot of people I've seen about, not a lot of people, but you know, people you work with mm. and then, but sometimes you don't feel like you have the same relationship as someone, you know, any of the, anybody we have on the podcast, anyone we've met a few right. times at Maker Camp, stuff like that, you feel like you have a, a bigger relationship with them, you know, mm-hmm. like a more intense, maybe? Yeah, I agree. Maybe it's just because you don't, you know, it's, yeah, it's like the thing, like, yeah, there's intensity to it. And you feel like right. you know them more because you watch them, you right. watch their work, and you have this mutual appreciation. It's right. like the relationship builds on either side separately, mm-hmm. right? Like your relationship with someone is some a, a lot of times through their work. Right. And then so that grows. And then yeah. when you meet the person, you maybe you like build on that. Right. And I think you can, you know, you start off by appreciating what they can do, right? You appreciate or you, you're like impressed by their skill a lot of times in the maker community, right? Cause you're watching people make other stuff. Yeah. You're like, Oh, that's cool. You yeah. know, like, and you're yeah. seeing these, like you're seeing them as an like a potential equal in like doing this thing that mm. you love to do. Right. And like, yeah. Oh, I want to see you do this thing. Right. So like you're already like putting them up in a level that is like a skill related level. Like you can do this thing. And us as makers, we're very much about doing things. Um, but yeah, then, then like, you know, especially when we have these like weekend events or a couple day events, or you go to a hammer in or you go like to visit somebody, they have a whatever thing at their whatever place, you know, you get these like really quick bursts. Like you said, these intense bursts of community Mm. where everything has to happen in a short amount of time. So everything's jammed in. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. Now there's Mm -hmm. this, now there's this, Mm -hmm. now there's this, go, 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 go. And it's like, an explosion 
and then you go back to like your normal life where you're around the people like you said the people you work with every day and the slow and you're watching them like do their same thing every day and they're like kind of just living their life and you're just part of like you're just you know riding the uh the um you know what's it like the the inner tube down the slow river of life with them <laughs> as opposed to going through the rapids with somebody you know uh-huh. and you're like living that exciting moment yeah it's, so yeah it's, i think there's yeah there's something there about that yeah so and like can, you said, I think I think you you see what they're doing. You know, you're watching. So yeah. that's the other thing. You're watching this like the intense moments that they want to show on social media. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's kind of also interesting because you know those type of friendships come and go based off of what you're doing and when. You know, yeah. not really come and go, but they like they have high points and then like kind of just slacking off and then they have a high point. Hmm. But you know, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think that's uh it's something that's like a new experience in the world with, you know, that came along with social media mm-hmm. having these, like seeing just what people do, you know, seeing, seeing their, their highlights. Right. I was yeah. listening to, um, Kirk Mark and, or Kirk and, Spiegel, Kirk. Kirk and somebody in Spiegel, oh, mm-hmm. S- Scott, Kirk and whatever, you know, I listened to the 98 rock radio station radio show this morning and they were talking kind of a similar type of thing. Like you get this, um, they were saying that like loneliness is, a uh, is like a worldwide uh, sickness, you know, like it's more than it now that it has been. And I think, you know, they were talking about social media and saying like, you're looking at all these people who in the past, you know, you've got this friend that you don't see and you don't care, you know, like, yeah, you might not, you want to see him, but you don't, there's no, there's no envy because you don't know what they're doing. But now with social media, right. you know what everyone's doing. Like, oh, right. look at Jim, you know, he's going to Bora Bora with his family. Like, I'm just here in my house doing laundry, you know, like, you know, you're seeing all this stuff. And so you're like starting to get envious and jealous of other people doing these cool things. But that's because the people we have access to thousands of people and we're, they're all doing something cool at any time, you know, so like you just like, uh, yeah, a weird like depression because you're not doing the cool stuff all the time. You know, I think I find personally, the older I get, the more open I am to friendship in a weird way. Even though I want to be on my own and, you know, have my own family and, you know, you, you have less time for people. Right. Because when you're young, you have like drinking buddies and a big group, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. I kind of have a, a group of friends. Like I don't need to meet a bunch of new people. There's a lot of people around all the time when you're young. Right. Yeah. And then it, it, it narrows. So then for me, I'm just I, I you start to think differently about like, oh, well, you know we've talked to him a few times. Like I consider him a friend. Right. And I I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just, it's Mm. since it's not everywhere. You just like, when you spend time with someone, it's maybe a little bit more meaningful. Maybe that's a part of the social media thing too. When you have a podcast or when you Mm. do something Mm -hmm. or go to maker camp, you know, it's not, you don't get a lot of this just free time to commune with people. Right. Yeah, I agree. You know, because because we have access to so many people, mm. so you know you get this like, you know, 
150,000 subscribers, like, what does that mean? It means there's like 150,000 people who want to watch our videos. Mm. It's a lot of people, but so we have access to a lot of people that way and through Instagram and through, you know, Facebook and social media, this, all this kind of access to just these like snippets of people's lives. But yeah, when you get the chance to sit down and talk to someone for an hour about their life and you just get a little bit more in depth, maybe we just don't have that opportunity so much anymore as adults because everyone is living their life and right. doing their own thing. Right. You know, maybe that's why we all like maker camp so much, you know? Right. It's like chance to hang out. Like I, I like what Brian house said. Um, he went to maker camp this year for the first time. And, uh, we went to blade show this year for the first time. And, and afterward, I, I think I was, maybe I was listening to him talk about it on the work for podcast, but he was saying that maker camp is like the pit at, uh, at Const- like Blade constantly. show, but the entire time, the right. entire weekend, right? So it's like what you do in the pit, hanging out, talking, chatting, making connections, just like there, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone's in the same space. That's what Maker Camp is the entire weekend, right? Yeah. So you're just there talking to people and having conversations and doing cool stuff and seeing cool stuff, and like everyone's on the same level. So, right, you get that chance to make some of those connections that you don't because we all are, you know, constantly chasing the likes and chasing the follows and the subscriptions and, you know, just, just a name and a check off on a piece of paper or on, you know, online. Yeah. It's uh interesting stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, what you said early on about the podcast is that we actually got to, we get to talk to people and, and as much as like, as easy as it is to just have you and I like chat each week and talk about stuff, which is always mm-hmm. fun. Um, and, you know, it takes some time and effort and, and some, like, research and some, you know, you have to kind of make a show that's interesting and it doesn't have a lot of lulls in the conversation and stuff. Mm-hmm. To do that when we have guests, it is really fulfilling to talk to people and have that ability to, like, just chat with someone for an hour and a half or so or whatever it is um, and have a little bit more in-depth conversation. It's very uh, satisfying. Yeah, and it's easier with two people and it's easier right. that it's you because we kind of know when we can fill each other in. Right. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I'll jump in now, and 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 no one. It, it just it just flows. And um, I don't know. I I like listening. To, I truly enjoy listening to people's stories as long as they're interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There can be some really boring where I'm like boring people. But not not. Right. I don't think we've had any really boring ones on the podcast. But you know, in real life, no. Someone starts yeah. talking about something. You're like, this is the driest thing. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't care. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do as well. Like there's a lots of different types of, you know, podcasts with different formats and how they do guests and all, but I do really like hearing people's stories, you know, yeah. here, like, how, like I love the backstory. I, I always love that about artists and stuff, you know, reading about where they came from and how they yeah. came into art, you know, makers, what do they do? What was their first thing they made that made them feel like a maker? Like, I love that stuff. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, it's kind of the basic, like interview stuff, but that's awesome to hear. That's why we all love the like outtakes and all the, and the, you know, the extras in the movies and stuff. Cause we want to know like behind the scenes a little bit, you know, yeah. how somebody oh, got started. I just saw, um, uh, Weta workshop on YouTube. They'll put stuff out and I, mm. and they, they do a lot of collectibles that they design and they do and they build and they have sculptors on their team. And obviously they have access to all the original things, so they make a lot of the great props and stuff, but they make a lot of cool, like, miniature environments, landscapes, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. ooh, part of Bag End or, like, Helm's Deep. 
They're all these collectibles. They're all super expensive comparatively what I would want to spend. <laughs> right. Like a four hundred dollar thing or a twelve hundred dollar thing. Mm. But man, they're so so cool. And just watching the videos of them of them building those, you know, like by hand yeah. and sculpting them and painting them and then making a run of like a thousand or two thousand like statues or figurines. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be sweet. And then, you know, knowing that you're getting something from someone who's actually like you know, there yeah, and has done yeah. it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like getting a, a painting or something or a knife from somebody or, you know, something from somebody. You know that they put the time and effort to it. You can, I guess that's the that's the story, right? You know, understand the story. You understand the, per, the person behind the thing that's being made. Yeah. So that's one day I'll buy some expensive yeah. Helm's Deep or Bag End miniature thing. <laughs> <laughs> you like, put it up on your wall. You're like, I love oh, this. Yes. I'll like just look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Have yeah, a right, shelf exactly. next to the editing area. And... Oh, I mean, I have I have plenty of you know paintings and drawings and things from people that like if it wasn't someone that I specifically knew, I may not have taken like a second glance specifically at it, you know. But because yeah. it's someone that I know and because of the story behind, like I know why they made it or what they were thinking about when they mm-hmm. did it, it makes it that like a, you know a thousand times more important and more um, evident in why I enjoy it, right? Like because I know the story behind it, so. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Speaking of enjoying and intense things and and ups and downs. Yeah, we got we've got good news and bad news. Yeah. <laughs> so as we speak, it is nine oh two PM on Thursday evening of February first. Our older brother Drew, who's been on the podcast quite a few times, is at the hospital with his wife. Waiting to have a baby girl. Yeah. Any minute now. So, we'll see. Although, Devin, being the uh, the consummate uh, gambler that he is. <laughs> I didn't put any money on it. <laughs> put, us, put everybody on, on uh, we're all on a, on a group family text this evening. And he's like, all right, let's take bets on who what time the baby's going to be born. <laughs> so, that was probably, what time was that? Uh, that was uh, like like exactly 6 o'clock. 645 or something like that, yeah. And so I was like, uh, you know, like she was induced. So, you know, in my mind, that means, okay, she's induced. Like it's going to come no time, right? It's gonna be, <laughs> everything is kind of pushed through. So yeah, I right. guess pretty early, you know, but he had, they had gone into the hospital earlier. So yeah, I guess been, 20. You've been out of the game too long. <laughs> yeah, I know for us, it was like, uh, you know, Nicole, her water broke at five o'clock in the evening and then she didn't have Corinne until one fifteen, one thirteen in the morning, which is not that long. It was only eight hours, but like. Things just moved along. Yeah, my the first for for Maeve, um, yeah. Caitlin was also induced, and you know, basically three days later. Mm. And for Grant, it was it was uh, you know, like at least eight hours later. Right. It's just, it's a it's a slow process. Right. They were both induced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nicole was yeah. she was a day away from being induced, so she was. I guess it was like six days late. Mm-hmm. Um, they said like at a week late they they would induce, right. which would have been on Labor Day. They were going to induce her on Labor Day. Oh, <laughs> just just perfect. But yeah, but, so hopefully maybe there she's coming now. Maybe I, I guessed yeah. tomorrow, but around early tomorrow, about twelve forty five, forty twelve forty six to be exact, was my guess. Yeah, what our mom guessed nine fifteen, which is coming up in about ten minutes. So. We'll see. Yeah. And what we say? Dad guessed 1027. 
yeah so we'll see but yeah having a, a new little girl in the family so we have a, a lot of a several pairs nicole and i were talking about this if, this evening the odds of having <laughs> a girl and a boy when you have just two children and actually the odds of having a girl and a boy are the greatest odds because you have so statistically you have like four combinations you know from your parent from the parents you have mm-hmm. say there's a b c and d right or no that's a b and a b right two parents two like girl or boy um so you have the a a combination you have the a b combination you have the b a combination and then the b b combination so the a b combination is your boy and then the you know the a a or the b b is the girl and so the chances of having an AB are 50% because there's an AB and a BA, you know, having from both mom and dad. The chances of having an AA, which is a girl, is 25%, and the BB is 25%. So you have 50% having, uh, having a boy. So I, I don't know if that's right. Uh, so when Nicole and I were, like, looking through it, we were, like, we were reading a couple articles because we were oh, just kind of we talking some about stuff. it. So, yeah. I don't yeah, know. So like, well, and obviously, that's like that's statistics based off of just purely statistically, not anything to do with hormonal stuff or chemical stuff well, in yeah, women's apparent, bodies. And like, there's a lot of other stuff that goes. Apparently, into it. I was told by Caitlin that the man carries the the gene that that you know um, the sex or the gender is from. That's yeah. what that's what they say. So yeah, right. Because there's because there's X and Y um, sperm, right? There's male and female sperm. Right. So that they're so the, the male woman, chooses. Right. Exactly. Right. So the woman has the egg, and it's gonna be it's like a, a girl egg, right? Yeah. It's always a girl egg. And then if there's a, a male or whatever, like oh, you know, it's always an X egg. And if there's a Y sperm, then it becomes a boy. If it's an X sperm, then it's a girl, right? Two mm. X make girl. So. Um, like we were looking into it. So like, um, the, the male quote unquote male sperm, they are faster, but they die quicker <laughs> just like dudes. Just like real and life. then the, <laughs> when the female sperm are slower, but they live a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So depending on when you're, you know, when you're having sex based off of ovulation and all could, you know, there's times that you can kind of plan it to, if you want to have one, one sex or the other. So is that right? Well, but, then, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also, love they, we did. We read that it's uh, the average. The worldwide average is uh, for every one hundred girls, one hundred and seven boys are born. So it's actually like statistically more men in the world, and maybe that's just like you know evolution making more males because males are the more like like they're you know live a more dangerous life, go out and do things, and have mm. more of a chance to die. So yeah. Uh, who knows? It's crazy. crazy stuff. I, I got one of each. Right. So you have one of each, and Drew will have one of each, and Derek has, Derek has one of each. So we were like, I wonder if we would have had another kid if it would have been a, a boy. <laughs> Maybe. We started off one girl, and that was it. But now we got plenty of, like, we got we got boys, and we've got girls. We have, like a nice even mix in <laughs> our generation of children. Yeah. Since the generation before us was all boys. <laughs> right. All hair boys. Right, right. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, fun stuff. So, that's the good news. The bad news is uh, the Ravens, Ravens lost or out of the playoffs. So, so our, our our joyous last podcast, ending it with Go Ravens. Yeah, it was Matt's has, fault. He was too confident. <laughs> he was like, that's what I said last year about the whatever, whoever it was that won. Uh, <laughs> the Eagles, whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was a dagger, man. That was a hard game to watch. Ugh. Yeah. So just like, just, I don't know, just like too many things, you know, it was almost like predictable. Not, not that we would lose, but you know, with like the Travis Kelsey stuff, like you could, I could just tell he was like making it his job to mess with the defense's brains. Yeah. It was almost obvious. I'm like, everything was everything on the offense that could go wrong. Did go wrong. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. obviously drops and bad calls, and mm-hmm. no, you got to be on your best, like your yeah. best game. And it just, just like the other playoff games we we've lost the last few years, it's just been we didn't look like the team didn't look like itself, right? Yeah, and all those little things you need to win games, it just things that have to go your way just weren't going our way, right? Yeah, so we had what, three turnovers and almost a hundred yards of penalties. Yeah, where they had no turnovers and they had like thirty yards of penalties. You know, so yeah, it's like, it's, it's just uh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, it was a tough a tough one to swallow. It was like I said, just like watching the game. It was like, come on, just just do your thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, like right. have Lamar run more. We need to run the ball more. Just make make some of those. People need to make know, catches, man. You gotta make yeah, catches. Right. No one and no uh, one was catching. No one was just. Lamar wasn't seeing open, you know, there was open lanes or people were open. He wasn't seeing it. It's just no one. I hate that. That's, you know, it's, that's the curse of having a, a good team. I think is Mm -hmm. that you feel as if, okay, we're definitely getting to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that matters is the playoffs. Yeah. Average teams, you know, it's, it's a fight to get there. Like we've had a lot of years like that Mm -hmm. where it's, all the games are huge because you're not sure if you can even make it. Right. The Ravens now, you assume they were such a good team, they're going to make it. So then the season starts in the playoffs and it just was a stu- – I mean, you know, Kansas City didn't even play that well. The first – I'll give them right. – the first yeah. half of the first quarter, they played great. Like, they were they were on fire. Mm-hmm. We couldn't slow them down. But then we slowed them down. Yeah. The def- defense right. stepped up the whole second half. Like, they didn't look good either, but we just, <laughs> we also yeah. didn't look good. And it was at 17, right? So, like, that's yeah, 17 the last, 10. like, six, seven games in a row we've, we have only mm. given up, like, 17 points. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so the defense did their job. Yeah. You know, obviously they, there were, like, some, some stupid uh, penalties and stuff, and but, you know, and they kind of got, like, I just think, yeah, it was just, uh, uh, it was tough. I'll say there was one thing that happened on on my end. So, doing the replays, um, mm-hmm. there was one play that I don't know if it ha- it was set on TV, but Lamar had ran the ball on third down, like third and two, and he had crossed. He had made a first down, but they didn't call it. Mm-hmm. And I had a great look at it, so we showed we showed my replay on the board. It was clear that he had a first down, but they they hurried up so quickly mm. that they went for the fourth and didn't make it. Right. It's just another thing. Like that usually doesn't happen. They usually take time to look at it if it's that close. But I think whatever they were trying to do, maybe they just thought, you know, sometimes they think they can rush to, to try for the fourth down. Yeah. But it's like if you had just waited, there's <laughs> a clear view that that was rough. You feel like you have something, you know, you're like, oh, yeah. great. here it is. Look, look I got it. Uh, you know, I tell yeah, the director, right. they say, yeah, second. yeah, okay, yeah. here we go. Let's roll it. Let's show it. And then it doesn't get called. And you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it was all that uh, type of – all those little things just built up for an mm-hmm. ugly game. Man, we were ready to celebrate. 
Like we were the whole the whole crew was in a good mo- great mood. Like the show was great. We had everyone there. Um, you know, all every like Baltimore legend ever. Right. <laughs> every sports oh, player, every like famous, mildly famous uh, person was there. Yeah. And just no, no, Stinky. yeah, it was a dagger. Uh, and I was, I was uh, throughout the game. I was messaging back and forth with uh, Brian Cohn from B Cone mm. Knives because he's been like rooting for the Ravens all season, and I've been, you know, rooting for the Lions, you know, off and on, like oh, just, yeah. you know, hoping yeah. for them to get there. And so, you know, when the Ravens lost, he was like, "God, oh, it's a bummer, man." Like, hopefully, you know, hopefully, I'm not let down too. And I was like, "I'm rooting for you." So then, throughout the Lions game, I was kind of. You know, help rooting for him, and we're mm-hmm. chatting and stuff. And the Lions win, lost too, man. It's like, ugh. man, can't get worse than that. Neither of the teams I want to get the Super Bowl are there. Now you get the stupid Chiefs and the 49ers. But I know, whatever. Yeah, Not even I, know, I guess I guess it. I like I, I, uh, I like I like Brock Purdy. Like you know, I think he's cool. Like young young guy, young talent. So hopefully he comes in, and I think. Uh, if they play as well as they were in the middle of the season, then like they have a, they obviously have the better chance of uh, winning. So we'll see. But you know, it's just Patrick Mahomes, man. It's just he's squirrely. He's just too good. You know, They're, it's a good team. You just can't count him out. All right. It's yeah. rough. So anyway, so what we'll do you move think? On. Well, let's see. Well, we got to make our final guesses. Though. Oh, I know you're like, I don't even want to. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'll say San Francisco. I'm not rooting for. Stupid Kansas City. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to say the same thing. Because, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Devin and Dustin. Now, as of last week, did we, did we get either so one? Were we tied? Uh, let's see. No, we um, said Ravens and Lions, I think. Yeah, so we were. Both, we were both. Did four, we both? Three, then we had three and three. So you were up. You're up one on me, um, as of last week. Um, so we said, uh, let's see. Did you yeah, take the both, opposite? I chose the Lions and the Ravens. You chose the 49ers and the Ravens. So I did choose. Up. I did choose 49ers. All right. Yeah. Yep. And then Matt also chose Lions and the Ravens. So. All right. Well. Congratulations. Because <laughs> if I we both win, win then you're still up by two. And if we both lose, <laughs> then you're still up by two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so tough loss. But that being said, uh, there was some kind of interesting good news that um, that the uh, Orioles just sold the majority of, I guess, what the franchise to uh, new owners. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know. It's good news. Uh, it's a Peter Angelos and the Angelos family has been the owners of the Orioles for a long time, and a lot of people weren't weren't happy with the way he's run the Orioles. You know, he's like doesn't really want to spend a ton of money and stuff, and so it's been that way for a long time. Even yeah. now, we're not spending a ton of money, even though we've got a lot of great players. We've had a good farm system for a while, um, but yeah, they yeah, just no. sold their majority. So I think it cool. can only get better. So. Yeah, it just means that, like, there's people out there who want to spend money, right? Mm-hmm. We, we're, like, there are more people with deeper pockets who want to spend money, who want to see the Orioles get to a World Series. So that's, like, I think that's really good news. That's yeah, no, cool. it's exciting. Maybe they'll pay their employees more. That'd be nice, too. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Maybe they'll I'll, fire I'll for that. bring an all-new crew. <laughs> like, oh, that's boy. Happen. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. Yeah, so that'd be cool. I'm excited to get back into baseball season. And I think, you know, I think we have a good shot next year as well with the Ravens. Like we got a good core group of guys, um, that will be back. And I think we'll be, I think we'll be good again. So 
Yeah, we'll I guess. Sit through a whole season. I know, right? <laughs> sit through a whole season. Oh. Ugh. Just to get back to the playoffs. It's yeah. it's a hard thing, you know, like winning the Super Bowl is not easy. You know, we're lucky to have two of them as Ravens fans, and the Ravens have only been around since, what, 96 or something, right? So, yeah. Not even 20 years yet. So, or I guess that's yeah. uh, not 30 years yet. Yeah. yeah. That's so, a bummer. I know. Yeah, you get that far, you just like. Yeah, we haven't we haven't had. I mean, I guess we've had we've had you know, like lots of playoff losses, but I don't know. Just felt this felt like the right year, man. They had they had all the all the talent, all so. the pieces. Yeah, you know, it just didn't didn't work. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. What are you gonna do? Not much. Well, all right. Well, I have a couple cool things, a couple new cool things that I have Ooh. gotten, and so I want to get your opinion on on video ideas for these cool, cool things. things. So uh, the first one is uh, Nicole got me a skeletal for my birthday. So I've been mm-hmm. I've had a skeletal Leatherman skeletal for ages and ages since probably like two thousand and uh, maybe two thousand eight. Or so I think maybe eight or nine is when I first got my first one. So I guess that's not ages and ages, but you know it's a decent amount of time. Going on fifteen years or so, having this basically the same knife in my pocket. And um, so I recently lost it, which I told you about when we were doing the whitewater rafting. It fell in my pocket, and right. and uh, I've been keeping my eye out for a good deal. And actually, I, I had there was a good deal where I. I found one. It was like forty dollars on sale for forty dollars, so I bought it. But then it never shipped, and I tried to reach out to the guy, but the guy never emailed me back. And so then I, I, uh, it was through PayPal, so I was able to like get my money back or whatever. So, so then uh, for my birthday, Nicole got me a new knife, and so as soon as I got it, I started thinking like, oh, now like, what can I do? What can I do to personalize this? Because I've got the laser now, right? So I could do some cool laser etching on it. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about different things and like, you know, how do I do like some stuff with our craftsmanship or how do, what do I laser etch on it? And I thought it'd be really cool to laser etch like traditional, uh, engraving, you know, like leaves and, um, what are they called? Florets and stuff. The stuff that like Evan would do, mm-hmm, but have right, that like right. one, you know, on the open, like the little open areas, like do some cool engraving on it, but then use a laser to do it. So I thought that'd be really cool, and I started to think like what I could do. Started doing a little research, trying to find out like get those images and stuff online, and see if I can kind of like pick up enough images to find to like to make it, you know, take pictures and then make it on Illustrator and then laser etch it. Yeah. So do you think that would make a good video? Uh, maybe I, I would think maybe if you drew it out. Right, and I was thinking of that like does it or like, but I don't know if I want to draw it like i feel like because it's gonna have to be a file so like do i draw it and then i bring it into illustrator and then i like then i have to like draw around everything in illustrator or do i just find it online and then import it straight into illustrator i would draw i would draw it since it's going to be so small you can make it smooth enough to where you draw it and maybe fix it you know fix the lines a little smooth out the lines in illustrator photoshop Right, and make them bolder, more bold, you know, and and you shrink it down, you know, ten times or whatever it will be, right. And then you do a test, you know, and and since you're since you're drawing it, you have the shape already, you know, you print out, you have a paper cut out of what you're going to do, so you know it's perfect, right. And then yeah. you just get the right size, and it will shrink it down. I think. Oh, I guess that yeah, I guess that's a trick. Then like yeah, print it out large. 
Draw right? large and then shrink it down. Draw large okay. so then everything naturally will be Yeah. Will be cleaner right. by the time right. you shrink it down. And then, then we have the process of you like drawing it. Right. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I was like, does that like does I mean obviously making anything it fits the you know, our our <laughs> style, but like like is there enough there? Like, because if I was just gonna like, is it mostly just drawing and then computer work and then sending it to the laser? You know, but I mean, I also need to figure out how do I set the laser up with the knife on it in the right way, where I'm gonna get the laser to etch in the right spot. Yeah, because you know, because like the the preview doesn't show me what it's gonna etch; it just shows me a box around the area it's gonna etch. You know, so like then I guess I have to make some type of template that's the same shape so I can test etch it and then put in the knife and etch it. Yeah. Or it's like, or you do something a little bit more like you do a, like a painting on something bigger. Right. So you do on canvas, like a design, Mm -hmm. right. That you then take a picture of. And then you, so it's like you do this big kind of nice, thicker painting, you know, with a half inch brush or whatever. Right. And you get these nice, you know, whatever vines and things and little like Mm -hmm. florets or whatever they are. Right. On, on something. And then it, you know, you go from like, how do I go from this painting, my painting to, to Uh, it being a design on my knife. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. So, so just, it's a lot bigger. It's not just, not just a sketch on a thing. It's like, on a canvas or something. Then you kind of have this cool painting of your, like, your knife. Right, yeah. And then, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, we could, I could get, there could be some cool time-lapse stuff with me, like, doing, like, laying out the drawing and drawing everything really big first or something. Or, yeah. or printing, it, printing it out and then transferring it over or doing something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that might be kind of cool. Yeah, like, do it more, like, from this painting to this knife, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I had a, um... Well, I'll do one idea. Yeah, go ahead. I, 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 I don't know. Um, I don't know exactly, but it's like a communal idea where it's either you start a new channel where there's a lot of people involved, which mm-hmm. I don't think anyone does, because then you got to split everything and figure out a way if it were to get big to split like revenue and stuff. But right. If we took a bunch of people we really like and started a communal channel where it's each week someone else does a video uh. and it's all on like a theme. Like if we have four people or eight people, we say, right. all right, we want everyone to do and just it, it can be so broad as of just a word or two. Right. Like uh, Native American. That's it. Mm, and right. Then everyone does a video. But it has something to do with yeah, yeah at least five minutes, theme. so it doesn't have to be crazy. And if there's four to eight people, then you have two months to do it, right? Yeah. And as it's coming along, you can watch other people do stuff. Mm-hmm. So then it's also I would think it's kind of interesting in a viewers thing, as like oh it's this channel of collective like makers. Right. I think I was just trying to figure out a way to have other people do work on the channel. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, Keep man, consistent, I... consistent, <laughs> you know, right. yeah, grow because you have consistent videos coming out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you have right. this kind of interesting, like, channel where it's a bunch of different people doing... Right. You know? 
but yeah. you would have to get a lot of people right to want to do it and want to pitch in and that was I don't know that was just an idea I thought would be yeah. fun if we got like eight people that we like right I mean they kind of not exactly like tested but you know they have like the stuff like Norm does mm-hmm. videos and then Adam does videos you know so you have this like company basically of different people doing different things that are, you know putting out a product right yeah, and it's like, um, what's it called? Like High Five Studios or something. That's the, um, uh, there are a couple of different channels that they did. But it's basically like a a YouTube company, right? Where right. it's like one company basically owns all the channels and they pay mm-hmm. everybody a salary to create content. But all the, you know, like all the content is basically bringing in <clears throat> money for the owner, whatever. But hmm. yeah. And also, I was thinking of, I don't know if I would do it on a separate thing or probably make an offshoot of our channel is where no one steal this idea, but it's kind of been done anyway, um, <laughs> is where instead of visiting people, I mean, you do that, but it's, um, you get someone who's, you know, good at whatever they're in their field. Right. And you do a bad, better, and best of whatever they want to do. So if you're a food person or you love wings, we'll have you talk about terrible wings Uh. and then better. Like, Oh, these are, these are really good wings or, you know, better. I think that's a good middle ground because you can either say this is so much better and not be insulting to whoever you're talking about. Right. Or you can go, all right, now a little better is this, this is a step up. Yeah. And then best, they talk about the thing they love in their field. Mm-hmm. So same thing if it's blacksmith or it's or it's Matt talking about um you know the iron work he likes. Like you start with bad cuz I think each one of those steps too is interesting to hear from. It's like a reaction video. Mm, like, right. oh, 10 things I hate is this or an opera singer reacts to queen, stuff like that. Right. So it's kind of yeah. like a blacksmith talks about what good blacksmith work is or mm-hmm. an artist right. or a painter talks about good paintings. You go through that. Uh, that's kind of a cool. Idea. You know, because yeah. and then then you can again you can you get to talk to all these people and but you also yeah you work with good people and you get their their takes on things. Right. So you know, any like any anybody we've talked to, you could get them to do it, and you could either do it in person or you know if it's like a food thing, you go out to the places. Right. Or you have, you know, and then obviously you could make that into a very quick one minute video. Right. Yeah. Just to be as a secondary thing, just a, a you know, a little consumable thing mm-hmm. that can go anywhere that can be, you know, maybe that goes viral because you have a quick three things from someone. Right. And then if you watch the full video, it's, you know, they get a little bit more into it. Maybe you go visit the place and maybe you see those things. That was an idea. Hmm. Yeah. It's not bad. Bad, kind of better, cool bad, better, best. <laughs> Bad, better, best. The three Bs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. I like that idea. Like, I think that most people, you know, if, if they don't have a specific opinion about like what specific thing is bad, they'll they'll know like what part of the thing or something that they look for that they recognize as like bad or right. you know like not great, you know, and then something that's like mediocre and and then something that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, I think, and I think you're as interested in what's bad as what is the best, right? Of something, 
people want to yeah, hear both I of those like things. That, yeah, at that point, it's like almost educational. You know, like yeah. why is it bad, right? Because obviously, I don't have that. You know, it's like this is bad because of this. Like this thing right. is. You can tell this is bad or this is beginner because of this thing, as yeah. opposed to this other thing, right? And those those two edges are like the most popular types of videos. This thing was horrible. Right. I hate this thing. You want to hear about why? Or this yeah. thing's the greatest thing ever. You only hear about why. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you yeah. have you have each dynamic in in one video, right? Uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And what makes like a, what makes something like standard? You know, like a good. Yeah. Right. Know? Like so, better can be as like I said, it can be just a little bit better, or it can be like. Now you had that terrible thing, and this is way better. This is yeah. This is close to what I think is the best thing. And then they're going to have something that's the best. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, as a maker um, and as an artist, like, I definitely, when I think of that concept, I think of things that stand out as bad or, like, I keep saying beginner because it's, like, something where Mm -hmm. it's, like, an uneducated version of the thing. You know, and I can think of, like... Like, my main hobbies is, like, obviously painting and drawing and, you know, fine art. Something I've done for a long time. What makes a painting good or what makes, like, what painters do I think are good? Which ones I think are, like, not so good and reasons why. Right. Um, You know, knife making, things that, like, beginner knife makers do as opposed to average knife makers and then as opposed to, like, really good knife makers, what stands them apart. Right. And then, you know, like, axe collectors or like tool restoration things like that you know there are things that i've like learned over the years and you progress as you like grow in a in an art form or craft or a hobby and then you can see you can look back on those things that um that you don't you didn't recognize as not high quality when you started right so like that might be interesting for someone listening being like oh these are the things that i can look out for as a beginner understand you know what's what's a beginner thing or what's a bad thing as opposed to what's a you know mediocre to good and then what's the best yeah yeah and then you know then i'm sure you'd have people who have like more specific opinions on like films or on like you said on food or on sports or you know or yeah you like just someone who interests you in any field you can get them to right. and just have them like right, you got to pick a bad one i know you might not you might say like eh, you know they're all starting they're all just have fun <laughs> with it you don't have to trash anyone specifically unless they deserve to be trashed like yeah right yeah exactly you have fun with it if you're a painter you can you can say thomas kincaid paintings are bad right, i mean obviously right. and then that's obviously a lot of people like them and they do have value because they're mm. cute paintings Right, that kind of take you away to some like magical cabin, you know, with glowing right. lights. Like it's it's fine, it's nice. Yeah, but any, you, there's plenty of reasons. Something's bad is going to have an opinion on why. Right, right, right. You're so going to know why you think it's. Bad. That's the interesting part. Like just, yeah. just let's have fun with it. Come up with something that's bad, and then right. something that's great, and then something in between. Something in between. Yeah, interesting. I like yeah. it. Thinking a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, my other uh, so my other question about a video idea um, is on the the new sewing machine that I got. So you were right, like, "Oh, right. that would make a cool video." Yeah. But like, what do we do? Is it like a is it just introducing the new sewing machine, getting it set up, or is it a hey, this is the new sewing machine, let's make something with it? You know, it could be both, or like, yeah. could those be two different videos? I think you got to set it up, and then yeah. and then do just something basic with it. Right. 
and then okay. from there, then continue to do videos with it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the sewing machine is the thing is like, I don't, I don't know a lot about it and I haven't been able to find a lot about it because it doesn't have a ton of information on it. Um, it has, it's, it's from the company Neil's Saddlery, but Neil Saddlery is not a sewing machine company. They're a distributor of sewing machines and other things. So you'll find different sewing machines with the name Neil Saddlery on it. But some, a lot of times they'll have like a model name of what the model is, but this one just says Neil Saddlery twice. And then it has like a, like, um, a product number, not a product number, but like a, you know, a stamped number of like when it was made, you know, what it is as is made. Right. So it's like zero, four, three, two, nine, six, seven stamped in like a little piece of tin on the back, whatever. Right. So it's not like, it's not like a M four seven B right. Which would be like, okay, that seems like more of a product number, you know, as opposed to just a, this is the order that it was made, you know? So I haven't been able to find anything. Like when I, so when I search Neil Saddlery, I, it brings me to the Neil Saddlery website, and there's a photograph of the exact model of sewing machine that I have on their website, just in the body of like a paragraph talking about sewing machines. Mm. But it's not clickable. It doesn't talk about that sewing machine. <laughs> but it's like the only picture of any sewing machine on, on the well in that first page. You know, then you can click on like go to sewing machines, and they talk about the different ones they sell, and they basically sell like different ones from different companies, right? So they're a distributor. So I don't know. I don't know what to like. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I need, you know, not that I, like, need to know about it, but I'd like to get a user's manual because I'm sure there's specific things about upkeep and things about how specifically to thread it and all that. You know, like, I'm sure I could figure that out, but... Like that's some of the like 
things I've been thinking like, well, what do I do? I bought, so, um, I got it and, um, it has the base has like, it's got a separate motor and a pulley and also it runs on a separate motor, half horsepower motor. Um, it's got a base with a foot pedal attached to it. Um, and the base had four screw in adjustable feet or it had two out of four. There's supposed to be four, but there are only two. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well I need to get two, two more feet. But I also wanted to be mobile in my shop because it weighs probably 250 pounds in total. And so I was like, well, let me, let me see if there's like screw in casters that Mm -hmm. they exist. Mm -hmm. So I actually went to Home Depot and I took, I took one of the feet off the base. I like unscrewed it, took it with me. And then I figured out the thread, the threads and stuff. And then I looked around and I basically saw that there are, you know, thread in um, casters. So there weren't exactly at Home Depot what I needed, but I found out the thread count and I got what I needed. So then I went online and ordered them. So I have those casters to put in. So I've got like the casters to put in, put in, and then I have the sewing machine. Um, but you know, I'm waiting to see like maybe we do we should do a video of of like setting it up and figuring out what's going on with it. So. Yeah, no, I think that's good, and I think yeah. that that is our video. The way you're talking now, right. The interesting part is figuring it out. Yeah. And I, I, I've been thinking a little bit about it. For things like that, I think we should have either I can, since we have two cameras now, we should have one rolling and I can shoot normal, or we just set up one and let it roll. I'll sit behind camera and just you figure it out. Right. And then turn the camera whenever, or, you know, it's just, and then we'll just edit the bits of you. The little, oh, okay, bits, you know. Right, yeah. And have that as a maybe half time lapse, maybe not. Maybe it stops right. and goes, but just chop it up that way. So it's mm-hmm. five minutes of one angle chopped up, but it's you figuring stuff out. Oh, that's one. Oh, this is, oh, I'll drop this here, you know, and you just have right. that. You we, we let it run for whatever, 40 minutes. Yeah, and then you have, as the secondary camera, you're like, Seeing right. what I'm doing, I, right. close-ups, getting things. Like, yeah, so then you can cut back and forth between the two. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, like, I'm wondering, you know, for like things like this where I get something and I'm excited about it and I want to figure stuff out, I'm like, I need to, like, hold, I'm holding off because I want to do it, right. but I also want to, like, have that on film, right? So I'm like, okay, well, what should yeah. I do? Should I set up my my camera and do some, like, selfie stuff of me just talking about what I'm doing or looking for, you know, like... Do I gather? Do I capture that with the GoPro or my phone or something, or, or do I just hold off? I mean, obviously with the, like the big stuff, like threading it, figuring it out. But like, I guess you know, like knowing, like trying to find stuff online, right? There's a, there's a number that I can call. There's a Neil Saturday like call for you know help, so I'm I can call, and I can see if they can send me the user's manual for that specific model. If right. they have it, I'm assuming they do. Um. But yeah, I mean, the person I got it from told me that it like it runs really well, you know, and it was it was smooth when they were using it, but they just weren't using it, and so basically, like it's on kind of a you can have it long term loan thing, like if mm. if they may ever need it back, they'll know where it is to come use it, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. This is kind of like the the camera that I let you borrow back in when you were in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you can use it, you know, if I ever need it, I know where it is, that right. type of thing, you know. 
It's kind of like, you know, dad's, I have things from dad that he said that over the years, he's like, yeah, I don't ever use it. So if, you know, you can have it. And then if I ever need it, I'll come down to your shop and I'll use it. You know? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. So super excited about that. Like that's a, it's a crazy sewing machine. It's got a walking foot. It's a gigantic beast and it can, I'm sure it can sew through like, you know, layers and layers of leather. It's, that's what it's for. It's a saddle sewing machine. So right. it is, it is a giant and it is exactly what I've been looking for. You know, it's, it can do it all, which is super cool. So yeah, see that all that stuff is, I think what we should try to capture. We do a little right. bit more of that type of thing. I think that can improve our videos, Right, like right. having those natural reactions captured. That is the good style of people setting with GoPro or vlogging. Right. Because then you can get the real bits. I mean, that's what we do anyway, but there's a little bit of you react, and I go, okay, let's talk, let's do that. Right. And, and tell me what you're thinking now. You know, there's, so there's a, a little bit yeah. of a, there's, um, oh, I'll do this as my recommendation early. <laughs> uh, David Hillowitz Music. Okay. Um, he is great. He, he takes old synth stuff and old instruments and like fixes them and then um, figures out how they work and then makes loops of them so other people can use them like in synth stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll take some old, you know, 80s Japanese keyboard that had some weird noises and then run it through something yeah. and then make samples of it so other people can use it and then open it up and maybe fix something in it. But he, the whole video is, it's like, it is nice because it's like looking straight down on whatever he gets. You know, he slides mm-hmm. it into frame and then just goes about describing how he's doing stuff. Like, oh, I wonder. It's like a voiceover later, but it, it, he does it so nice and naturally. Like, I wonder if I take this out. Maybe, yep, that changed the sound. And I'll add this. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to add yeah. that. And if I just clean this here, yeah, that makes it much better. I like that. Let's see how this works. But boom, boom, and you'll play some music. Oh, I like that sound. Let me let me train that. Okay, perfect. You know, right? So you're capturing the, all the stuff in the moment. It's it's him, yeah, working out a new piece of equipment. I think that's what you can do with new tools. Is a little bit of that, right? I wonder right. how this works. Oh, this caster. I picked up this caster to make it work better, and and then maybe I can put it on this stand. So if we just capture mm-hmm. that stuff set up one camera and maybe I have a second camera shooting with longer lens or right, yeah. we just have the one camera running. Um, you, you get that, those bits, which are really, really yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beast though. I had, you know, I had to put it into my truck, which I, you know, because it, <clears throat> it sits on the stand, but it wasn't bolted to it. So I, I loosened the belt and took it off of the top. And some of that was like, I, I did, I wanted, I needed to, because to transport it because it was so heavy, but also because, oh yeah, because it could come apart, but also because it was so heavy, you know, it was right. like I had to take it apart. And so I was like, you know, if this thing flies around, if I hit, you know, hit a corner and this thing flies, it's going to kill me or somebody, or it's going to kill my truck. So I was like, <laughs> well, what do I do? And so as you saw the picture of it belted into the yeah, front that's seat, funny. And I was actually wondering, I was like, well, you know, this thing, whatever, it probably weighed, I would say at least 150 pounds, if not more. Um, like if it, the, it's like low center of gravity and sitting in the seat. I even like hesitated, like not that not buckling it in was an option. Like it was definitely gonna be buckled in, but I thought about like even tying it onto the seat because I was like, <laughs> if I, if I hit my brakes slowly, 
it's it's just going to roll straight off the seat, you know, because right. the seatbelt's not going to stop it because it has to be really fast for the seatbelt to stop it. <laughs> so I was like, there are a couple of times when I'm like, hit the brakes and put my hand over and grab mm, onto it like short. it's a child, you know, <laughs> you stop short. Yeah, right. <laughs> because it's like, it weighs so much. Like just putting it up into the, into the seat of the truck was crazy. It's like, thing is nuts. And so like to get it down in the shop, so, you know, like to get in the shop, I have to like, crouch down and walk in like and how do you do that holding like something super heavy so i just and actually it was when there was still snow on the ground so i couldn't even pull my truck over close to the shop (laughs) so i had to like so i got a rope out and i made like a big loop and i wrapped it like over my arms and then under the top of it Mm -hmm. so it was a so it was kind of like a baby bjorn i'm like holding it in my front (laughs) attached with ropes holding it and waddling from where i parked my Mm -hmm. truck you know whatever that is 50 yards to the back of the house and then I like put it down. I'm like walking it downstairs and getting in there. It's like, oh man, it was, <laughs> it was a beast. It's no joke. And then the base is probably like another 70, 80 pounds or so. So, but all that being said, that thing is like, it's a solid piece of machinery. So, right. I'm very excited. Yeah. So, but that'll be, I think, yeah, I think that those both things, I was like, these are two interesting things that I'm super excited about, but I don't know if they translate into good videos. Right. Yeah, like, no, and I when, think... do, when do we make that distinction between something that I like? I'm like, this is great. I want to like go into Illustrator. I want to build this thing. I want to make you know this image, and then I want to laser etch and the knife. And I'm it's gonna like come away. And I'm gonna be so jazzed about what I have at the end. But like, there's not a lot of me making in there. It's just right. So me that's doing a thing that comes yeah. out with a product, but that, the machines are making it. Yeah, you know? that's so, that's. But yeah, that's why we fill the time with you. The interesting part is figuring out how the cool machine works. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the cool part. And then later on, you make cool things with it. Right. But we get the footage of you figuring out how the cool thing works because that's I I like the I love those just as much too. Like yeah, and when someone has something new and they're they're trying to the excitement and the figure in and all that stuff is nice to watch. Yeah, people who love you know things and get new things, new tools, new machines like that that like the fizz you get from opening it up and mm-hmm. checking it out and trying it out for the first time and putting it in your shop and you find a spot for it like mm-hmm. that's something that we all love but how do you like capture that on video right know? so we'll see so uh the last thing i was thinking about talking about which is super exciting to me is that um i recently reorganized and cleaned and purged our studio here in the house. Mm. So I'm now sitting in the studio, which I've been sitting in for the last three years since we've been doing this podcast. And (laughs) and ever since we started the the studio always looked exactly the same. It was like a giant flat file sitting in front of me, completely topped off with shit because it's a big horizontal (laughs) surface. And then a smaller table that I had my podcasting stuff on that was completely covered in shit as well as my podcasting stuff. (laughs) And then surrounded by me was just like an entire room full of arts and craft supplies and arts and books and like tons of fun stuff, but no organization or at least like moderate organization. You know, it wasn't a space that we could use. It was just like a big storage closet. Yeah. So Nicole and I were we were talking about wanting to uh, reorganize it. And Mm -hmm. so we're like, you know, this is last week. We're like, we want to do this. We want to kind of get this space, you know, a better space and have like a sewing machine and stuff in here. And so I was like, all right, well, let's do it this weekend. You know, we'll, we'll kind of go in, we'll clean out a bunch of stuff. We'll purge a lot of stuff and then we'll, we'll see how the space works. 
So um, Saturday morning, I woke up kind of thinking about it right away in the morning because I was like, I was excited to do it. And so I actually made a drawing, you know, to scale of the room in my <laughs> sketchbook. And then I like, I made the few things in the room that were going to stay, I made out of paper, um, you know, like flat, like just the shape of them. So I could move them around on the scale drawing of the room and see like, you know, measure, figure out the space and stuff. And so I had the big flat file, which is about, it's like uh, maybe four feet by three feet. So it's a big, like flat drawer. So, you know, drawers that you can put artwork and stuff into. So I had that, that I knew that was going to stay. And then we have two um, shelves that have books and supplies and stuff on them. And they're both about a foot by three feet. So I knew those things were going to stay. So those are the biggest things that were going to be moved around. So once I kind of like organized how that would look and where we could move things around, then it left me with like how much room's left over and what can we fit in that space. So originally I was thinking maybe like a two foot by six foot table or like a 30 by six, 36, 30 inch by six foot table, which is kind of a standard table. And yeah. then once we kind of moved around looking at it, we're like, well, maybe a, like, and I was thinking the table would be like against the wall, you know, the long way. So it would actually just sit against the wall. But then Nicole was like, well, she wanted to come out from the wall the long way. So that way she could work on both sides of it. So then we kind yeah. of, re- we thought, okay, well maybe if we can find a table that's like wide, like three feet by five feet, so a little shorter, but a little wider we would like be able to use the space. And, uh, so Saturday morning, we basically spent Saturday from, I don't know, maybe like 10 o'clock until about three o'clock for me at three o'clock or so just cleaning and purging. So basically like going through stuff, throwing stuff away. We, we, over the weekend, we did two truckloads of stuff that went to the dump. Like, and that's just bags of trash Damn, and card. Little room, or was that from that little that, room? Geez. Yeah, and and there was a couple other things like the box from the uh, the e bike, and you know a few other things that I just yeah. took as well. You know, to fill yeah, up the truck, yeah. but twice I had to go. Um, so at the end of the, and that's the, the reel that I made, which is like the beginning, I took the video of the room mm-hmm. and I took the end of day mm-hmm. one, the end of day two, and then the end of day three. And, uh, just like the amount of stuff. And so like the end of day one, we had gotten rid of a ton of stuff. It's like, we had made good progress. We knew that the next day we'd be able to basically start moving things around, right. Or start like removing move things and then thinking about how we could use the space. So all day, Oh, excuse me. <laughs> all day two, we basically had like this fun trip down memory lane because we were going through all the art in the room, like all of my art and a lot of Nicole's yeah. art that we had in like flat in like vertical storage. Right. And so we went through all that and like transferred it into the flat files. So like hundreds of drawings and paintings and things is all that had been like stored in boxes and stored in vertical stuff and in portfolios all made their way, basically everything into the flat files that we wanted to keep. We threw away a lot of stuff. Um, We came across a lot of really cool artwork that I've done over the years and that Nicole Nicole has done. Like Mm -hmm. we, um, we came across the drawing that I did on the first day that Nicole and I met. (laughs) <laughs> which is super cool because the the day wow. that we met we were in the uh the fox building on the mica campus we were in drawing class and our assignment for the day was to sit at the end of one of the hallways and do a one-point perspective drawing of the entire hallway mm. and so we, we were just basically told like okay go to this building and find go, there's like four floors each one has a long hallway go find one end of the hallway figure out which one you want to sit at sit at and draw the hallway in one point perspective mm. and so 
I walked over, I'm walking up and down, I'm looking for a good view, and I come out onto one of the floors at the end of the hallway because there are stairs near the end of each hallway, and they're sitting on the ground there already starting to draw is this cute blonde girl who I had seen <laughs> in class but I hadn't really talked to yet. And so I was like, this looks like a really good spot for me to sit down and draw. <laughs> and so I did. And that was the goal, right? So that was like the first day we met. And I had the drawing that I did that day. And we came across it. And I was like, no way. It's so cool. So that was fun. <laughs> like, I can't just, just really, it was really fun to just go through it one by one. And, you know, think, figure out things. Oh, I remember. So Saturday morning, the reason why I woke up, or not the reason, one of the things I was thinking about when I'm like laying in bed right after I woke up was, how do I throw away artwork? You know, like that's what was going through my head. Like we're going to, I'm going to, we're going to come across artwork in this room that I just can't keep anymore. Mm -hmm. And like, what do you do? Like for an old painting, do you take it off the stretchers? Do you just roll it up and throw (laughs) it away? Like, do you get like how, like, and so fortunately I didn't really have to do any of that because all the stuff, anything that I like, any paintings that I've actually completed, I, I kept yeah. For the most part, right? There are a few things like little ones here and there that I might have tossed that were on paper or something that weren't finished or, you know, I didn't really care. But anything that was like on canvas was like a real painting. I basically kept um, lots of drawings, you know, lots of pastels and things. And so my mindset was kind of like, you know, maybe in 100 years, like they're, they're going to want to have all this stuff of my work. <laughs> you know, like, have like, a you know, the life and the life and times of Dustin O'Hara and all the artwork in a show or something. I was like, you know there's gotta be something left behind. So some of the stuff that I may have like thrown away, if I didn't really care, I was like, well, I'll just, I'll keep it because I have the storage space. Like I had the flat files to do it. So I took some time, did all that. So, so once we went through all the art, which was basically day two and really like we had a whole section of the room that was just these vertical, like a vertical storage of artwork and stuff. We basically got through all that and then put the flat files where that was and consolidated that flat vertical stuff um, to just a few things hang on i'm watching it now okay so where are you where's your podcast is it when you walk in the doors to the left or is it straight ahead on the middle table um where was it where is it what do you where are you now so right now i'm in, in each of those four shots of the panning from left to right mm-hmm. in the last one you'll see the table is set up mm-hmm and the computer, my laptop's actually sitting on the table next to the sewing machine. Yeah. So I'm sitting with my back to the closet that's behind me, which is on the far right side as you pan all the way to the right. Oh, yeah. So I'm sitting with my back into that corner. The computer's in front of me, and I'm sitting looking at the shelves, the shelves across the room in front of me. The and towards, towards the window, to the left. too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So now I have, like, this open space. Yeah. And actually, Nicole was uh she just finished a sweater knitting a sweater and she wanted to block it which is basically when you wet it and lay it out so it like takes a new form it stretches everything out a little bit and so she wanted to do that so we have the secondary this little table that was a folding table that she like i was gonna i was like i'm doing the podcast so i don't can't really have like that sweater laying out on this table which is where she would have done it but Mm -hmm. we have this other little table that we're actually able to set up in the space which is i used the table that i used to have the podcast stuff on and it's like sitting there and i just still you know it's like a foot and a half between it and the table and there's a foot and a half to two to three feet around the table still in the room and like completely Mm -hmm. open floor which is a miracle (laughs) it's crazy yeah so day two we basically did all that but and at the very end of day two which was sunday which is right before the football game I was like, all right, well, before we finish, and this was like, we had the the bookshelves that are now on the wall near the window were on the right side. I was like, well, let's just move the bookshelves. 
And Nicole's like, yeah, but I don't want to do that. We got to like unload them all basically to move them. I was like, we don't have to mm-hmm. unload everything. We just have to get some stuff off and we can put it back on. So like, she's like, all right. So we did it really quickly. So it was like really satisfying to finish that second day with the flat file moved and the bookshelves moved into their new location, which then like, yeah. opened up the middle of the floor, which was like, okay, now we can make progress, right? We can actually do something. So then Monday, um, I was at work and I mentioned that the day before the night before I was like, well, I said to Nicole, I was like, if you have some time at work, maybe keep your eye out or look around, see if someone, you know, we can find a three foot by five foot table. It's kind of a specific thing we're looking for. And so the last hour of work that I had at school, I actually don't have a class. And so I was kind of finishing up some work and I was also at the same time searching uh, like Facebook marketplace and Craigslist and looking for three foot by five feet table. And I found a couple and I kept sending them to Nicole and, they were all in the hundred dollar range or hundred and fifty dollar range. You know, people selling stuff, and then I found one for forty five bucks. Mm. Fell's point, yeah. So this is like a, a three foot by five foot, basically like in, you know, a dining table with you know turned legs and just like a flat top and dark top with white painted legs and just a standard you know kind of small dining table. So it was like perfect. And so I messaged the person and I was like, and uh, Monday morning when I woke up, I got a message on my phone um a text saying like this is a fraud alert you know like um this this uh, amount of money was charged to your card if this is false you know like if this is you hit no yes if this right. is not you know click on this link blah 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 Which, and it was like exactly the right length of all those scam texts uh-huh. that we've been getting that everybody's uh-huh. been getting so like god uh, so i almost just like discounted it i almost deleted it and I was like, ah, but it actually said Truist, which is my bank. You know, it was like yeah, Truist right. fraud. So I was like, huh. So so I actually went and I logged into my bank. And like right when I logged in, it popped up the alert. It was like, you know, there's a fraud alert, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, so I actually, so I, you know, put in basically like, no, I didn't buy these things. So they like, they, they stopped the card. And right. so when I messaged the person, I was like, I, I said to them, I was, you know, I sent a message like, is it still available? And would you take Venmo or PayPal? And so I was really hoping that they would say yes for that because if they were going to say no, then I'd be like, okay, well, I got to, maybe I can come back tomorrow or get it. You know, it was like, it felt very scammy for me to be like, well, I can't get cash out right now because yeah, my right, car's right, not right. working. So right, I was like, oh, right. no, please don't, please don't say that you only want to take cash. Cause I was like, it's such a good deal. So fortunately the woman was like, yeah, it's fine. I'll take Venmo. So I went down and picked it up and brought it home and and then i was like excited right so then i had the table this is like the third day and that was my my kind of goal the whole time I was like i gotta keep going mm-hmm. because i'm excited about it and if i stop it's never gonna get done mm-hmm. you know like if we stop it's just not gonna get done we gotta keep going we have to like finish what we started and right. uh yeah so i got the table and i put it up and then i spent like you know maybe another hour and a half to two hours nicole we did some stuff we kind of rearranged some stuff and then i spent a couple more hours just cleaning things up and hanging up some artwork and just making it feel nice you know making, yeah like, i was excited to have this space and it made me excited to use it you know i was like yeah now's there space and i want to go in there and i want to do a drawing and i want to like do a painting like i have the studio again i want to like read my art books and like right is a cool experience. So I wanted to ask you that, like what conditions do you find that you work best in? And like, does that type of thing, does like a clean space or like a, you know, a space that you've like made specifically for your work, does that make something that you do better? 
or does it make you like want, you know, like what are those conditions that, that you want to put in yourself to make you work better? Yeah. I, um, just like your computer and stuff was kind of in the junk room. So yeah. was ours. Like the office became the junk room. Um, and it's actually cleaned up now. And we like, we split it into a bedroom on one side and in the office. So it's a bit more consolidated now. Definitely when it's clean, I feel better. I mean, my desk is a mess. It's got so much stuff, books and camera gear and headphones and cards and batteries all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want a nice space to edit in. Like, that's mm-hmm. my dream is to, like, mm-hmm. if we had another house or a basement or something where I could grab a 10 by 10 area right. and make it really nice, have a nice desk on one side and maybe a couch on the other and some shelves with things I like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like a nice painting or photographs, things like that on the walls and just mm-hmm. a nice... Yeah, space to create or to to edit, which would be my thing, um, yeah. and to put my camera gear in in nice places, and have everything. Yeah, I love I love a nice uh, uh, a, a space like space. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah because yeah half I think half the the like problem is just wanting to be in the space to create. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. having a space that you want to be in. You want to be there. It doesn't, you don't even have to make anything. Right. You just want to be in that space. So then like wanting to be there, then you're in that space. Then you're going to start being creative. Like, yeah, I was, your- yeah, I was talking like when I was talking about timber framing and stuff, mm-hmm. that's another thing would be if you can't have the office in the house, if you could make a timber frame building and, and kit it out just like what I would, I would use it as the office, be the outside mm-hmm. office. So you'd walk in, beautiful timber frame building, a lot of windows, yeah. but straight ahead would be like the office towards the end, where where someone yeah I I would be facing the door if I was on the on the desk, you know so you can see the whole room, and who's coming right. in, and then just have comfortable spots to to sit, or you know a monitor in the corner or something where you could show someone what you're working on, um, stuff like that and a nice nice sound system um yeah just somewhere to to be in a nice space like that that's what i'd really really like yeah somewhere somewhere to put my uh um model of helms deep (laughs) (laughs) yeah right exactly (laughs) just those things i love having those those idea of having those few things around that are just yeah. Inspirational. Hence the reason I stare. I, I watch, you know, I pull up at least at least a nice photo of something on my screen when we do the podcast. Right. Something you know, I, I need something to look at. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I um I don't know if like being inside and painting inside is is, is like something I wanna do. It's not really something I wanna do. But having a dedicated space that feels good to be in, right. it makes me really excited to like to set up an easel in here or to do a painting or do a drawing. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I have the space and I have access to the materials and it's all like nice and easy to get to, right? It's all like if I want to, 
you know, get some paints out. I know exactly where they are. If I want to use like pencils or cut or, you know, pastels, it's all right there in front of me. It's not like there's no step. There's no hurdle to get to that creative space. Yeah. And that's, what's like super important yeah. for me to have the right. shop downstairs. Same thing, right? Having everything where it's supposed to be the tool. I have access to the tools, you know, and that's like, I was, someone made a comment again on our uh, wooden sword video, like, and this, like I've had, the same comment in positive tone and in negative tone, which is like, um, Oh yeah, this is great. Now I just need like, you know, all, all these right. really big, you know, you know, really good wood shop tools to make this wooden sword. And I'm like, okay. You know, and then like today comment, someone said it again, but they were like, Oh like, yeah. Now I just need to get myself like a really sweet shop like yours. And I'll be doing these all the time with like a, you know, a heart at the end, you yeah. know? So it was like, yeah. they were saying it in a good way, but like, but it is true. It's like, you know, there's I've I've acquired those things over the years because it was like I, I ran into a hurdle where it's like, OK, well, I need this other tool so I don't have this hurdle so then I can make this thing, hmm. you know, and I've been able to make do with a lot of quote unquote subpar tools because they've enabled me to like jump the hurdle in that moment. You know, so it's like if I need to cut something really quick, well, a chop saw is a way to cut something really quick, or a band saw is a way yeah. to cut something really quick. Otherwise, I got to get out a hand saw and cut it by hand, and then that's a hurdle. Right. You know, it's I like mean, I can do it, but it's like being able to do something else quick or cut out something and not have to use a jigsaw or have to use like a coping saw, you know, to be able to do it on the bandsaw or drill a hole really quickly with a drill press, right. you know, and switch it out and do all that stuff and drill it really accurately and straight with a tool, you know, tools that aren't all that expensive, but like, the the investment in in hurdle jumping right the investment in giving yourself something to get you to that mm-hmm. creative space earlier whether that's money or time is like i think really important in a creative person's mindset which is why a lot of people really want to have like a studio if they're an artist or they want to have right. a workshop if they're a right, craft right. like you want to have that dedicated space yeah no for so, sure and yeah. um yeah, that's well. I'm working on uh, like having two sheds into work usable space, <laughs> right? Yeah, and the one I mean, I'm, I want to turn into you know like a tavern, but that's just more usable space to watch movies with the family, have people right, yeah. over, hang out in there, you know, do just it's another you know that won't be it won't be a work area. It'll be a fun place, but right. but a a but you're, enjoy, yeah, a fun space is space, is yeah. also you know a, a viable. Yeah, you know, a space to blow up steam and go out and right. hang out, and, and it's just have yeah, you're giving spot. yourself a location so you don't have the hurdle. Right, of how do right. you do? You have to clean the house. Do you have to set up? Do you like use your dining table to put food out? Like, <laughs> there's the hurdles of like, yeah, I want to have people over and have a good time and watch a movie, but then there's all these hurdles right. to get there. So if you have that dedicated space, you know, you can you can invest that time and that effort and in, into like giving yourself something that, that's not the hurdle again. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I was thinking that as we were talking to like, you know, would that, you know, could it be a combined space like the man cave slash editing studio? <laughs> there's right. enough well, space there, but, you know, like it would have it to, it would, be, you know? I think it would have to be a, the only way I would leave the house is a really nice space. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, would it really it'd have to be like a timber right. frame thing or an awesome thing? Because, I mean, it is. It is nice to be in the house. Right, exactly. Especially need, with, you, like with a family. You need to be yeah. kind of around to right. hear things and, you know, you, you squeeze in 
work when you can at night and stuff, but you know, the yeah. kids are around and everyone's sleeping, but you're still present in the house if something happens. Yeah. Yeah. That is, you know, as a, you know, quote unquote hobbyist, you know, maker, you know, I'm, it's not a, my profession. It's not my career to be making things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having that, even the hurdle of having to go outside and walk around the house into the back is sometimes a hurdle, you know, right. it's like, uh, you know, so when I was actually working here in the studio, I was, I, um, I needed to figure out a way to attach the microphone to the table. And, you know, with these podcasting mics, they're on a little bendy, uh, spring arm, you know, and it has mm-hmm. a clamp that can't attach to the table, but the top of this table has a, like a core around all the way around the whole top. Mm-hmm. That's probably about a, an inch, you know, so it's mm-hmm. not a small one. It's a big round and the clamp wouldn't hold onto that because it's not enough material. It's not, for it it's not deep enough. Yeah. Right. So I had to make a little a wooden bracket <laughs> that I could screw into the leg that I can clamp it into. Right, and yeah. just doing that, like I had to go up and downstairs to the shop like three or four times. Cause it was like, try something, make it go downstairs, come back up. And it was like, it right. almost, it, it was like right on the edge of being too much of a hurdle by the end where I was like, ah, do I want to go downstairs <laughs> one more time? I was like, just, I, and I was like in that moment, the conditions were that I wanted to have this space done because it felt really good. You know, I was still mm-hmm. excited about mm-hmm. it. So it was like, it was worth it. I was like, I'll just walk downstairs. It's, you know, it's going to take me two minutes <laughs> to walk it out from the studio into the living room and then through the kitchen and out through the laundry room and out the back door and around past the smithy and then into the basement <laughs> and do what I need to do. And then back up across past the smithy and around the house and into right, the right. laundry room and into the kitchen. You know, it's like, so that, you know, that hurdle, like I said, if it, it's different, if it were my profession or a career, right, then, then it might actually make more sense to have like a dedicated space. Right. So right. You, like it, it's, you need yeah, to be away. Right, right. Exactly. You need like to, separate I, I, these two I need things. to separate myself. Yeah. yeah. Family time and work time. Yeah. Hopefully those things all come together, but, but yeah, so I just thought that was interesting, you know, cause like just yeah. like I found myself when I was done with this room on Monday night. I just like came back and sat in the room. I was like, ah, you know, it's like I have this space. I can come back, hang out in it. And I put together that reel of the space, just sitting in here mm-hmm. at the table. You know, it's like, I don't have a comfortable chair. I just have a stool right now. And Nicole and I are talking about like what type of chairs we want to get in here. Cause we want to get something else. And, but even still, I was like, I just want to be in this space. Like it's just gives it's giving me the fizz, you know, like yeah. I'm excited to have here. Yeah. Like I said, I hung up some artwork and, I hung up a bunch of, you know, a bunch of rulers and stuff that have been hanging around different places. I just put a nail on the wall and put them all up in one spot, you know. So it's cool. It's exciting. It's exciting to have a space that's dedicated to what things you love to do, you know. And, and, and like, the potential has been here these, like, last 10 years. And we kind of, you know, it, the, the space has changed a little bit. And it, there were times when it was more organized and less organized. And we had more room and less room. And mm-hmm. we've gotten things that we put into the room. And we've taken things out. So it's kind of changed over the years. But it's never really been a good space to work in. Um, so now it's, like, it's a good space to work in. So. You know, and it, that way, like if Nicole has projects, she can work here on the, on the table in the studio instead of like what we would have done. She or I work on the table in the dining room, you know, right. the dining room table has a bunch of stuff on it. So right, right. now we got the space and she's Boom. like wanted to put her sewing machine out on the table and like actually have it stay there and not have to be put back into the little case and oh, put yeah, back on right. the shelf, you know, so it's like <laughs> it can stay there full time. So if you have something, you know, same thing as me, it's like having that tool out then you can just use it really quickly, you know? So yeah, it's cool. That's great. 
awesome. Yeah. So I like, I like it. And actually I was listening to, uh, a recent, um, tested, uh, video, Adam Savage, just like one of the ones where he's like talks to, uh, you know, he answers questions from his patrons mm-hmm. and stuff, live videos. And somebody asked, um, does his wife, Mrs. Don't try, don't try this. Does she ever come to the cave? And he was saying how like she does not often come to the cave. Yeah. His workshop because to her it's too chaotic. It like gives her anxiety to be there. It's like too much stuff. Yeah. He does too. Like and obviously he said like she over the years, like she's been there hundreds of times, of course. Right, like right. they hold parties there and like but when, she's not when gonna, she's did, not gonna hang out. Exactly. It's like she doesn't want to come to the cave and just hang out with him because it's like too much stuff, you know. But yeah. like for him and like for me i would like i'd be there all time like just being in that space is like mm-hmm. infinite possibilities you know so often you know i'll go downstairs in the shop here and i'll just if i have some time to kill or if i'm thinking about doing something or i need to put together a reel or an instagram post or something you know, like, i'll do it downstairs in the shop because the ideas are there you know and it's just like a comfortable space and it's also you know in my life it's the space that i have complete control over yeah. You know, up here, like Nicole and Karen and I are not the cleanest and neatest people and the most organized people. <laughs> so in our communal space, when we're all together, it can sometimes be chaotic. But in my own spaces, like I'm much more type A when it comes to my spaces. And so, you know, I like to keep them pretty nice and neat and clean because I know that that's what makes me excited to be in that space. So, you know, sometimes they get a lot of hand, but, you know, if I can rein them back in and bring them back in, you know, I try to. <laughs> So, but I thought that was funny. I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly the same thing. Like Nicole, you know, she doesn't really want to come down in the shop. You know, it doesn't give, it's like not, it's not her space, you know? Yeah. No, and, uh, I, different, I, different spaces. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think having a space or wanting to have a space is a, mm-hmm. is a great thing. I want a great place. I want a great office yeah. or spot in a basement where to edit. Mm-hmm. That's like the dream is to get something out. Even though I, I like my spot now, because nothing else is in here, right? Other than office stuff now, which is nice. Um, right. But yeah, to have a spot because you just want to go in and sit down and be in it anyway, and then yeah, you're already down. And once you start working, then you're that's half the battle, right? Is to get going. So then yeah. you get into a space that you just want to be in. You're hanging out, and then you start working so you start to get yeah, there. Right. yeah. You, you start messing around with stuff or pull up some photos do thumbnails photoshop mm-hmm. and then you start editing and before you know it, you've blown through a good good chunk of a video or something <laughs> and you're like all right cool yeah right on yeah it's cool it's a fun it's a fun concept and it's mm-hmm. something that you know i've i've had different uh, degrees of over the years from like just uh you know the outdoor table that i designed that i built so that way we, we could make things outside when we were living together on beaumont you know or like to yeah, like, right. actually having a space or having a studio when i was in college and then you know having like a you know just different space over the years but Space is important, you know, having that dedicated space to do the thing you love, if that's what your goal is, to, like, be a maker and to, to be a doer, to be a, a person that wants to create, be creative. Like, having that dedicated space, I think, is really important, and whether that's, you know, just a corner of a room or an entire building. You know, if you can have it, I think that's it, – it gives you that ability to be – to want to be in that space. And that's, like you said, that's the hardest part is just to get started. So, like, yeah. wanting to be there. Yeah. You have that space that you love to go to, that because it, it feels like it's specific for what you do. That's mm-hmm. a huge, a huge thing for a maker. 
There you go. Get your space, people. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so you did your early recommendation, David mm-hmm. Hillowitz. Mm-hmm. Hillowitz music? Yeah. Uh, my recommendation this week, I have two recommendations. Um, one is the Brunt Workwear Omen <laughs> Chelsea-style boot. Uh, they came out with this boot last week, and I'm super excited about it. I think it's super cool looking. Um <laughs> I I didn't realize it was like the first day, but I reached out to him. I was like, "Hey, I really love this boot. Like, any chance you might want to send me one? You know, for like test it out and show people stuff about it because because you know we know that Brunt is a huge proponent and they love you know supporting the maker community. They were at Maker Camp and uh, and they sent both you and I boots and they've sent tons of people boots all over the and I think that's like why they've done so well. Like they've really encouraged people and they've really supported the make community and the make community is supporting them right back. Yeah. Spend, um, spend the money on that instead of ads, just give it to people. So everyone right. sees Brunt everywhere, which they do. So I they mean, do. Right. Exactly. It works. It, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. So, um, and they, they got back to me pretty quickly. They were like, okay, well we, you know, they were like, we definitely appreciate it. We, you know, we love that you love it. We have a limited n- number of boots that are out right now that are for sale, you know, but they said, we'll, we'll definitely hook you up. We, we appreciate what you've done over the years. We'll hook you up with a pair when, you know, when we, when they come back around or whatever. So mm-hmm. super excited. So check those out. I think they just look really good. And I, I like that. So, so the Chelsea style boot is like the slip in boot. It's the one that like Adam Savage always wears. I was, I was like kind of always a little hesitant about it because they have this like elastic part on the side, which makes yeah, it right. easy to slip right. in and out. And the, 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 whatever it's called, like, uh, uh, I can't think of the name brand Rockford or something like that. I don't know what it is, but, um, the, like kind of the original one, it's more of a stylish boot, right? So it's got like a nicer dark brown leather or whatever. So it's more supposed to be kind of a, like a higher end, like a stylish boot that you might wear casual or, you know, wear it up or dress it down. Um, which I was always a little weird about because like the elastic just doesn't seem stylish enough. You know, like yeah. I want just a leather boot to be yeah, a leather but you, boot. But you know, it's covered. Yeah, no, I know. But even still, it's always been a little like, that's the reason why I've always been a little bit hesitant. I don't have, like, mm-hmm. cause I like that idea of the slip in boot. Like I really like the, the ease of that, but I could never get over that. But <laughs> when I saw the Bruntware version of it, it's like a work boot that has that. Yeah. So it's, you know, it has this kind of this perfect mix between casual and work. And that's what they kind of, sh- they, they're like kind of advertising it as like, this is the easy slip in boot to go into your shop. Like guys right. that are working in the shop or working in a studio, like this is your boot. So it's like still a work boot. But it's an easy slipping boot, so it so it almost like I feel like it has the, uh, um, it has permission to be a little bit doesn't need to look as stylish. Like it can be a little <laughs> bit like a little bit more rugged, you know. And yeah. I like that about it. And when I was thinking about, it, I was like, that'd be really cool too. And now, like now that I'm thinking, like do the laser etching on the knife. I was like, well, maybe I could like do some laser etching on the side of the leather and do some mm-hmm. cool like patterns or something. I don't know. So. I'll see, maybe see another little video come out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so that's really cool. So check out Brunt. Um, you can find them on Instagram at, at Brunt Workwear, um, and then the Omen Boot, which is really cool. And actually, I didn't realize it at first, but that's actually you know the last name of a guy in the community that like, um, uh, what's his name, um, Matt from uh, uh, what's it, uh, Man Made Mass. Um, 
Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's friends with the guy who was, who's kind of inspired the boot. So that's his last name. So it's really cool that they actually, that Brunt, you know, took a design or took something that somebody had an idea in the Mickey community and actually turned it into one of their products, which is again, mm. really cool. So I like that they support us, the maker community and that, you know, people are supporting them back. And, uh, my second recommendation um, is something that I actually came across on Instagram. Um, the channel is uh, Saw Forged, S A U L Forged, and um, the guy who the main person who's the channel is uh, is uh, Reese Foster. It's an Irish uh, uh, blacksmith, and he is like using traditional blacksmithing techniques. Like he's using an old forge or an old um, smithy thing that's been around for like 250 years, and he's doing a lot of really traditional stuff. And one of the things that he just recently did was he made um, bog iron. So I guess this is like from this Irish bog see somehow whatever however they're finding <laughs> ore in the bogs but they like <laughs> this old technique that Irish you know or whatever like Celtic and you know Nordic and people have used these traditions that hasn't been around for thousands of years he is just recently um making bog iron his plan was like to make a bog iron knife or an axe or something and apparently it didn't work but he made enough bog iron to make a couple mjolnir like pendants and stuff so <laughs> nice so it's like the first time that bog iron has been made in like a thousand years or something mm. so um really cool um and i i haven't in the recent ish time last year or so haven't found like a new Instagram person that I'm really excited about and this is kind of cool so I really like what he's doing and kind of following along with that some of that stuff so um, you can check him out again that's uh, Saw Forged Reese Foster making bog iron stuff and you know he does other blacksmithing stuff but that's just something they've been doing recently which I thought was pretty sweet cool right on cool alright guys well thank you for listening and uh Sorry for all of those Ravens fans out there who uh, <laughs> are now going to have to put up with a couple weeks. I have uh, one of my coworkers is a big uh, Steelers fan, and she was just all super happy oh. that uh, the Ravens lost. She was like tons of posts on Facebook and stuff. And <laughs> I was like, ah, you jerk. <laughs> but you know, Trash. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun having a, a rival. But yeah. Um, and uh, we'll get into baseball season, which will be fun. And uh, hopefully everyone hopefully enjoys the uh, Pro Bowl games that will be going on this weekend. <laughs> yeah, but... I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of torn, and, you know, because the Pro Bowl – it sucked yeah. for a long time, though. It's, it's yeah. just not, you know, it's, and it's gotten yeah. worse and worse. It just doesn't and mean I, anything. And I never minded it. Like, I kind of liked the fact, like, obviously, there are a bunch of guys that aren't going to play their hardest. They're not trying to get hurt. They're just yeah. a bunch of, like, and so, like, I never really minded. It's kind of like watching a bunch of friends play football, which was kind of yeah. cool, you know, with, like, full contact, kind of full contact. Um, but they're doing, like, flag football, which I thought, like, yeah, why not? You know, like, why not? If it's going to be a bunch of guys playing, like, having fun playing a kind of not-too-serious game of football, why not make it flag? Because then they're no. going to be doing spins yeah. and jumps and, like, it's kind of cool. You know, and I like the idea of the different games and stuff. Like, I think it's all yeah. right. Yeah. Like, I might actually, like, however much they show, like, it might actually be kind of more fun, more entertaining for, you know, a wider range of people and actually, like, kind of fun to watch. So, we'll see. Yeah. That's this weekend. So, should be cool. 
All right, everybody. Thank you for listening again. Uh, make sure you uh, head over to uh, YouTube and check us out there. Uh, let us know what you think about the videos. Maybe if you're thinking about some of these video ideas that we've been talking about, you can let us know uh, on Instagram through DM, or you can send us a message uh, through our uh, uh, through our email at uh, theartofcraftsmanship at gmail.com. You can find Devin and I both on Instagram at The Art of Craftsmanship and at The Art of Camera Guy. And then if you want to support us further, you can find us on Patreon at uh, Patri- uh, The Art of Craftsmanship or was it patreon.com forward slash The Art of Craftsmanship. You can find us over there and support us there. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. Devin, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. And everybody else, we will talk to you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.